An underperforming sales team can wreak havoc on your business. But what if the solution isn't finding the right people, but is helping your people become the right people? My friends at Sales Arbiter provide hands-on coaching and training designed to help your current sales team achieve success. They've helped our team immensely, and I think they can help your team too. If your sales team is struggling to grow in this competitive business environment, visit our friends at salesarbiter.com today. We could all use some consistency after the past couple of years, and you can get it with a side of mac and cheese from Gray Brothers Cafeteria. Don't let the new chairs and carpet fool you. It's the same delicious food served with a smile. Head on over to graybroscafeteria.com to see the phone number and email and to order a slice of pie for curbside pickup while you're at it. By the way, my favorite slice is a piece of chocolate. Gray Brothers Cafeteria, consistently delicious since 1944. Attention, you're listening to the Todd Huff Radio Show, America's home for conservative, not bitter talk radio. Be advised that the content of this program has been documented to prevent and even cure liberalism, and listening may cause you to lean to the right. Here's your conservative, but not bitter host, Todd Huff. That is right. You are listening to the home of conservative, not better talk. And I am your host, Todd Huff, helping you navigate the absolute insanity. Just I there's too much sometimes to comprehend going on out there, but never fear you have turned into the right place. The Todd Huff Show, the home of conservative, not better talk. Email Todd at ToddHuffShow.com, Facebook.com. Well, we're having, there's video issues that I'm contending with. But nonetheless, uh, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, you can find us as well. Todd Huff Show, the handle there. So I want to do something. I don't know that I've done this before. I don't think I have. Maybe I have one other time. But I, I want to say that I think yesterday I missed my mark as to what I wanted to accomplish on the program. Um, that just doesn't happen when you're professional of this level. <laughs> but I do. I think I missed um, what I was trying to do yesterday in the wake of the verdict in the Derek Chauvin trial. I didn't want I didn't want at this point um to make the show about arguing for or against uh the verdict or or the officer's guilt. Instead I wanted to highlight I thought it was more appropriate yesterday because honestly there's still so much dust so much dust settling out here. I wanted to um, highlight what it is about America that works, why it's a beautiful system, and illustrate how foolish and dangerous it is to try to convict someone in the court of public opinion. I mean, you look at all of the things, all of the things, all of the assets, interests, personalities that were invested invested in the 
conviction of Derek Chauvin, which I just, I just, I want justice. If he did, if he broke the law and convinced a jury of his peer or the, the prosecution convinced the jury of his peers that he was guilty beyond a reasonable doubt, then that is, then that is justice. Then that is justice. And I know a lot of people have questions about that. I have, look, I, there's nothing wrong with questions, but there's something altogether different of thinking. And maybe it's because I served on a jury and it was, a, you know, a kind of a, I don't know. I see it differently now. I really do. You know, I don't know what, I, I, there's no way I know as much about the case as the jury. I didn't watch the trial. I mean, I followed it a little bit, but I didn't keep up to date with every single piece of evidence introduced and wasn't privy to the conversations inside that jury room and so forth. So I don't know. I don't know what exactly happened. I do know that the jury did his job in the sense of it sat through, listened to the evidence, and it uh, reached a, a decision, all 12 of them, all 12 of them. Some folks believe that they were um, definitely succumbed to pressures. The pressures existed. That's the problem. I, I'm not, I can't say that they did or didn't because, again, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I know, for example, when I cast my vote in the verdict on the jury I was on, that not everyone in that room used the same rationale and so forth. Some folks were ready to convict minutes into the deliberations. And I think, I'd have to go back, but I think we were there for, I want to say like 13 or 14 hours. And it was because of, (laughs) it was because of me. I had questions. I wanted to leave that room never to have any doubt or, or, wow, I didn't want to, you know, can't believe I didn't think about this or I didn't I deliberately did not want to succumb to the pressures of anything else people you know the thinking feeling like it should only last a certain amount of time I wanted to leave there and never question anything that I decided and I haven't I haven't done that and that's what I hope happened here I it's just not to me it's not responsible to say that it it did affect the jury some people want to say that I understand where you're <laughs> Where you come from, because um, of all the pressure that you see from Maxine Waters, for example, Joe Biden's comments. Um, gee whiz, we've got people like Chelsea Handler calling for there to be no trial whatsoever. The irresponsible coverage in the media. The presumption of guilt over Officer Chauvin because we saw... Saw a video. Anyway, I just that that's the angle that I was coming from yesterday. And you know, in this system of justice, I remember I go back, I've said this before, Justice Kavanaugh said if you're in a, a a judge, a judge who is doing his or her job, there will be times that you make a decision that you personally disagree with or what have you. It does not mean that that actually means you're doing your job. And so there's going to be decisions, verdicts that we disagree with or that we agree with. And when we disagree, sometimes it's because we're, we may be right and the jury was wrong. Sometimes we may be incorrect. Sometimes they had more information 
and actually followed the letter of the law and, you know, reaching the levels of uh, reasonable doubt and so forth may have been eclipsed in ways we don't understand. We're just not privy to that information. But that's not the job of the of the public, not the job of the media to try or to convict somebody. Rather, the, the job to try is the prosecution. The job to convict is the the jury, and actually that's not even their job. Their job is to decide if someone should be convicted or not, if someone should be found guilty or not guilty. Notice it's not guilty or innocent. That's not the burden of proof um, on the defense to prove innocence. It's the job of the state to prove guilt or no guilt. And I respect this process deeply, maybe even in ways that just many Americans don't anymore. I'm not suggesting listener you, you, but just there's there's so much like the Chelsea Handler comment is just ridiculous to me when she says, "What's the point of having a trial? We've all seen the video. This guy should be guilty just because of that." It's a dangerous place. We're in a dangerous. Dangerous times, perilous times here in this nation. And again, I don't know as much as the jury knew. And I I can't possibly understand the evidence and the the facts of the case as as, as much as they do. And so I also wasn't, again, present in the deliberations. I don't know what persuaded everyone in that room. And candidly, there's a lot to sift through in a three-week trial to sift through and to analyze. Now, I know some folks say I would have, you know, some folks have said to me, I would have found this person guilty or not guilty, whatever the perspective is. I don't necessarily know what I would have done. I do know, I do know that I would be, as I was in the past, on you know, when I served on the, and I hate to make it about this, I just, I just think that that it's necessary to have some, you know, when there's a way to relate to the story, I feel like it's relevant. But, you know, I was very, very slow to convict on the trial that I was on. Again, it was a very difficult trial that ended. uh, The the trial wasn't a murder trial. It was a conspiracy to commit murder. Murder was not charged because there was the mother of a five-year-old boy and her live-in boyfriend. And... One of them killed this boy who suffered from – he suffered from some physical disabilities and so forth and and other disabilities in general. But it ended in his death. But they didn't know which one killed this little boy. So they charged – they knew – they had evidence to say that they were talking about getting rid of him. So – and it's terrible to say this. I don't even, you know, I'm just glossing over these huge things that take a while to even wrap your mind around. But there's communications, and there were clear uh, actions taken by the, I'm going to say the parents, it's the mother and the live in boyfriend. But to get rid of, think about this, atrocious. But they couldn't, they couldn't peg who actually, who actually committed the act. Although I think everyone on the jury I was on had, very strong suspicions as to who that would have been. But anyway, anyway, I know that when we went in there and deliberated, there was a lot of debate, and there were some that were ready to convict immediately. But to me, to get to the point of, of eclipsing reasonable doubt, I 
you know, I had questions. I was, <laughs> I was the spokesperson for the, uh, really for the defense in that room. Not, not that I was arguing for innocence. That's not the point. It's amazing to me. Some folks didn't even understand where I was, I was coming from. Again, I wanted to leave that room knowing that we had done our job, and I never wanted to think about it or doubt the decision I made again, ever. I wanted to put my heart, mind, and soul into that case. Nothing else mattered except for that verdict, except for the right to say justice. Justice is what I talked about yesterday. Justice is what mattered. And I wanted, again, I wanted justice for the defendant, Stephen, and I wanted justice for the little boy, Brayson. That's what I wanted. And it, it, it rocked everyone's world. This is almost three years ago now. I mean, there were tears from jurors, from you know, prosecution, from uh, I think I think everybody got choked up. This was a tough, tough situation, but it was all left in that jury room. All of it was left in there. And when we left, we walked out. Some were surprised of the verdict. Others thought it was the right thing, just like it is, just like it is now. But I can assure you that we did our job in there and as much as it was up to me i made sure that we you know that we gave the defendant every reasonable benefit of the doubt that we could until it became too much too much to dis- to conclude anything other than that he was guilty that he was guilty and the, there were there were several i think there were three charges for him as well so I'm going to say a little bit more about this. I want to get into other stupidity that we're seeing out there, including LeBron James. These are the sorts of things, the idiocy and the irresponsibility of one LeBron James is unfathomable to me as he is stirring the pot. The folks that are in, you know, that are invested or that have, have bought completely into the notion, the lie that police officers are out there on a daily basis trying to harm people of color for absolutely no reason. And if any victim, if any person is shot by police, it's because the cop, the police officer is some sort of animal. That's the immediate response of these people. LeBron James and the tweet that he sent out regarding the shooting of a 16-year-old girl in Ohio, Um, actually the day that the verdict, it was 20 minutes before the verdict was released. This happened in in Ohio, you may have seen it by now. The girl had a knife. She was trying to literally stab another girl, swinging a knife. Officer was trying to stop it, was yelling at her to stop, and ended up shooting her. He literally saved another girl from being stabbed, at least maimed, and possibly killed. And yet, the verdict in the mind of LeBron James, this is, this is where the danger comes in when the opposite of what I'm saying comes to fruition. The danger that comes in is that we have people that want to convict someone, literally, quite literally, again, based upon what we've seen at this point, the evidence is clear that this officer was protecting the life of another young person who happened to be black as well, as far as I can understand. And LeBron James with the hashtag and wear t-shirts and whatever else about Black Lives Matter. What about the black life that was saved by the officer. All the, this stuff is is unraveling before 
our eyes. Things will continue to get worse when we listen to and follow these completely irresponsible hacks. And that is what this is. He eventually deleted the tweet. Thank goodness. But he doxed the guy. He took a picture of the officer who shot the girl who was swinging a knife at another girl, allegedly. It's on video. He, he shot you. He, LeBron James posted a picture, and it said, You're next. You're next. Referencing the, Jer- or the Derek Chauvin verdict. I guess we're going to put all of our resources down and taking this guy down. That sound like justice to you? I want justice in that case. And if for some reason, and there is have to be a whole lot that would come up, I'm not suggesting the guy, please do not misunderstand. But if there's some evidence that shows that the cop did something wrong, I'm not suggesting in the slightest that there is. But if there is, the justice needs to be served there. It's about justice. It's not about anything else. It's not about making officers pay. There is so much emotion tied to this. And people want to say, if something happens in some random city, some Ohio city, some, it doesn't matter where it is. They want to say this is representative of all these other cases. And we've got to make this officer pay to, you know, either to make a point or to show that we are changing things in America. No, you need to find justice in that case. And as it stands right now, it's pretty cut and dry to me that the officer was doing his job in protecting someone from being stabbed in the streets of Ohio. And LeBron James publishes his identity, puts this guy and his family in danger, and says, you're next. You're next. Vengeance is mine, declares King James. I've got to take a break. Come back, share some more thoughts on this, finish what I was talking about before I got off on a little rant there about this this LeBron James tweet. But plenty of, plenty of stuff to talk about, including stupidity from AOC, which, again, what else is new? Quick timeout is, is necessary. You're listening here to the home of conservative, not better talk. Again, listening to America's, well, realities are. Back here in just a minute. When things go sideways, will you be prepared? Unfortunately, you cannot predict when you might have to go a long time without electricity or even food. Get preparedness products you can use now, and that could be a lifesaver later. Visit 4patriots.com slash huff, that's the number 4, patriots with an S, dot com slash huff, and see the current list of specials, but hurry, these deals don't last long. Save money and get peace of mind now by going to 4patriots.com slash huff. An underperforming sales team can wreak havoc on your business. But what if the solution isn't finding the right people, but is helping your people become the right people? My friends at Sales Arbiter provide hands-on coaching and training designed to help your current sales team achieve success. They've helped our team immensely And I think they can help your team too. If your sales team is struggling to grow in this competitive business environment, visit our friends at salesarbiter.com today. We could all use some consistency after the past couple of years, and you can get it with a side of mac and cheese from Gray Brothers Cafeteria. Don't let the new chairs and carpet fool you. It's the same delicious food served with a smile. Head on over to graybroscafeteria.com to see the phone number and email and to order a slice of pie for curbside pickup while you're at it. By the way, my favorite slice is a piece of chocolate. Gray Brothers Cafeteria, consistently delicious since 1944. 
friends. I want to go back to what I was talking about at the beginning before I got talking about this idiotic LeBron James tweet. I said at the beginning, for those of you who may just be joining us, and shame on you if that's the case. Kidding, that you can always get the podcast as well. The Todd to search the Todd have show on your podcast provider is totally free. You can listen to the whole show, and you'll be much better off for doing that. But anyhow, I was I said at the beginning, I don't I think I missed the mark with what I wanted to try to do yesterday. I really do. I told my wife this last night, and I was starting to to explain some stuff and why I said the things that I was saying yesterday, which I don't disagree with. I'm just saying I, I don't think I addressed some of the issues um, that some folks maybe wanted to hear addressed, I think <clears throat> might be how I would say this. But I was talking about just the process of presumption of innocence, my experience serving on a jury and being slow to convict. And the delay or being slow to convict has nothing to do, in the case of, say, this Derek Chauvin trial, it had nothing to do with excusing cops or Racism, as some would certainly decry. Um, and in fact, I, I told I told Oz before. Well, I just I don't know. We don't. I don't know the evidence that says this. Oh my, this will infuriate some. Not you, I'm guessing, but some people. But I don't know the evidence that demonstrably shows us that this situation with um, Derek Chauvin and George Floyd had anything even to do. With race, perhaps it did. Perhaps that was some hidden motivation of the of the heart. I'm, I just don't. I don't know what that is. And maybe if you're on a jury, uh, maybe that would become more obvious. And I, you know, I don't. I just don't. Watching from this distance, um, see any of that. And I think that assuming so is pure speculation and is fueling this emotional situation, this volatile situation we have in this country. And remember, Biden and the Democrats are supposed to be empowered because they want to heal and bring unity to this nation. This is quite a bizarre way, the way that this whole thing has been handled. And they're still unhappy, by the way. They got exactly the verdict that they wanted, which wanting a certain verdict to me, if you're not part of the family or whatever, there's something wrong with that. Again, you should want justice. You should want justice. I just, I feel like, and that's what I talked about yesterday. And I, again, I stand by it, but I feel like there was other things I should have, I should have said. I think that there were some assumptions made about what I really thought about this. But um, anyway, yesterday I talked about how unjust it was to try someone in a symbolic trial. I talked about that. That is unjust. That is not justice when you are tasked as a prosecutor as a jury whatever as a media covering this thing you need to to talk about the case don't make it about things that's larger than what it is and that's what's been happening with these with these cases that's why lebron james sent that idiotic tweet out where a cop shoots again an armed girl, a girl armed with a knife, swinging the knife, trying to stab other girls. He shoots her, and that is immediately assumed that this is, okay, now we got to go after this guy. For what? It's terrible. It's a tragic situation to put all these people in. It's, it's terrible that the officer has to be put in a position to do this. 
it's terrible that the parents, foster parents, I think they were foster parents, lost this girl. But it doesn't mean that the officer acted illegally or without cause or unjustly. It's just terrible that that's the this is where we are because of whatever series of decisions led to a girl swinging a knife allegedly. Well, you can see it on video. It's it's just it's mind-boggling to me. And I hope I do hope that people on the jury evaluated the evidence did not succumb to pressure. Gershowitz is out there saying that there should be, I think he's saying a mistrial because of the pressures being exerted, the tactics being used by the the political forces outside of that courtroom, which everyone knew were exist, you know, that, that existed. But he's out there saying that this should be, you know, a mistrial. You've got the judge who even said to the defense, you're going to have, you know, a basically a case on appeal because of the idiotic things Maxine Waters said. And I hope that 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 isn't what happened. I'm not suggesting it is. There's no way that I could possibly know. On what grounds could I know that? How much, or how could I possibly, I should say, suspect that the jury didn't follow the law and gave in to pressures? The circumstances existed where that was a possibility because the pressures were there, but did they ignore it? I know when I, again, when I was on the jury, I didn't care. I didn't care how annoyed or how much one of the jurors was was rolling her eyes whenever I would raise questions. I didn't care about any of that. I just wanted justice and to do our job. And I hope that there were jurors on there that were that way. There's just no way of knowing. And so to make declared, that's why I didn't do this yesterday making declarative statements, this is wrong, that is wrong. I don't know. I don't know, but I do know this. What would I have done? I guess we'll talk about this after the break because it looks like I'm up against the the clock here. But what would I have done? What would you have done on that jury? There's some things I don't know, but there's some things I absolutely do know. So a timeout. And I'm going to play, too. I'm going to play this soundbite from AOC that illustrates precisely why I said the things I said yesterday. Because she's still out there using this as a platform to say our system is broken. Absolutely mind-boggling. Get the verdict that they've been clamoring for, getting the verdict they've been clamoring for, and it's still not enough because there's still, there still needs to be more justice, I think, as, as AOC puts it. And she's sitting in the, in the halls of Congress. Just crazy stuff. Got to take a time out, though. Come back and pick up here in a minute. You're listening to Conservative Not Better Talk. Back here in just a minute. When things go sideways, will you be prepared? Unfortunately, you cannot predict when you might have to go a long time without electricity or even food. Get preparedness products you can use now, and that could be a lifesaver later. Visit 4patriots.com slash huff, that's the number 4, patriots with an S, dot com slash huff, and see the current list of specials, but hurry, these deals don't last long. Save money and get peace of mind now by going to 4patriots.com slash huff. An underperforming sales team can wreak havoc on your business. But what if the solution isn't finding the right people, but is helping your people become the right people? 
My friends at Sales Arbiter provide hands-on coaching and training designed to help your current sales team achieve success. They've helped our team immensely, and I think they can help your team too. If your sales team is struggling to grow in this competitive business environment, visit our friends at salesarbiter.com today. We could all use some consistency after the past couple of years, and you can get it with a side of mac and cheese from Gray Brothers Cafeteria. Don't let the new chairs and carpet fool you. It's the same delicious food served with a smile. Head on over to graybroscafeteria.com to see the phone number and email and to order a slice of pie for curbside pickup while you're at it. By the way, my favorite slice is a piece of chocolate. Gray Brothers Cafeteria, consistently delicious since 1944. Welcome back, my friends. With all this stuff happening in our nation today, perhaps you want to just get away from it all. If that's the case, if you need to maybe just get in tune with nature, just take a deep breath from what's happening in our world, consider joining our friends at Indiana Paradise Retreat. It's located in Morgan County, about an hour south of Indianapolis, 30 minutes north of Bloomington, nestled in 150 beautiful wooded acres, hiking, fishing. There's bass and bluegill there. There's a lake house, 11,000 plus square feet, has a theater, game room, gym, you name it. Indoor pool with hot tub and sauna, a large deck that overlooks the lake, outdoor games, fire pits, experience nature at its finest, and feel like you are a world away from all this craziness. Indiana Paradise Retreat, 317-966-3125, 317-966-3125. So what would you, what would I have done had we been on the Derek Chauvin jury? Now, I may not be able to tell you how I would have voted, whether it would have been guilty or not guilty. I think there's some things, um, I mean, I've gone through the definition of of the laws there I would have had difficulty with some just from what I know but again I don't know enough to definitively say one way or the other uh, but some of these some of these charges are difficult to um, just to find someone guilty of in general I guess is what I'm saying but I can tell you this I wouldn't have made my decision uh, based upon pressure and I would have made a decision as the evidence demanded, as justice demanded. I would not have made a decision based upon what anyone might do in response to the verdict. That's not the job of of the jury. Our job would have been, if I was on that jury, if you were on that jury, jury would have been to find what is just for the defendant. What does the evidence demand? Did it eclipse a reasonable doubt? Again, if you're 75, 80% sure that Officer Chauvin did it, you're still supposed to say they're not guilty. That's what that means. There's no percentage threshold per se as to what reasonable doubt is, but people throw out a number of, say, 90% just as a um, 
as some sort of point of reference. It's not 51% is the point. It's not, well, I could go either way. I think he's probably guilty. That's not the way that that's supposed to work. And you can't factor in, and I wouldn't have, and you wouldn't have either factored in all these other things. Oh, there might be riots, or there might be this or that. As terrible as those things are, that has that is unjust if that factors in, and I'm not suggesting it did for the jury. I feel like I'm actually handling this approach responsibly. We just don't know. Again, the pressures existed for someone to succumb to that. There is no doubt. There is no doubt the pressures existed, and that's what Dershowitz is out there arguing. That's what the judge acknowledged by saying there might be grounds for appeal because of these idiotic comments by Maxine Waters. Anyway, I can tell you I'd have a lot of questions too, but I can't tell you how I would have have necessarily voted. I have a whole list of questions that we you know we could look at. I just I just this I don't want to do that right now. I just wanted to address I think some things that maybe because um, I didn't get specifically into the verdict yesterday. We were talking more about just why it's a good thing. Why it's a good thing. In fact, it's what I said yesterday was designed, and I didn't know she said this until after the program. But I'm going to play this really quickly and then take a timeout. This is AOC walking around aimlessly outside the U.S. Capitol, hair blowing in the wind. So there's going to be some wind here on the video. Well, there's some hot air coming out of her mouth here, here too. Just because the things she's saying are... Absolutely. This is this is exactly this is exactly what I was trying to address with yesterday's show. I want you to listen to this. This is beyond insane to me. Here she is. So, no, this verdict is not justice. Mm -hmm. Frankly, how I don't even think we call it full accountability because there are multiple officers that were there. They're not on trial yet. It wasn't just, just Derek Chauvin. And I also don't want this moment to be framed as this system working. working. Why? Because it's not mm -hmm. working. How? And... Yeah, she doesn't even... She stumped herself here. She's looking off in a... I don't know what she's... Here she That's goes. what creates a lot of complexity in this moment. Wow. The insight... The inside of that stupidity. She doesn't want this issue to be framed as our system is working. Because the other officers haven't been convicted yet. They haven't had a trial yet. What rock? What universe? This makes no sense. They get the verdict they've been clamoring for. Still not enough. Still not enough. LeBron James is out there looking on Twitter for the next officer to go after. You're next, buddy. Hashtag accountability. Delete the tweet, thankfully. Absolutely, positively irresponsible behavior here. The system, look, unless there's evidence to show that the jury succumbed to outside pressure and that they just gave a verdict because, not because of the evidence, but rather something else. And I'm not suggesting, I'm not. I think it's, I think it's, 
it's fair to, to point out that that is a possibility because of the pressures here. But to say that's definitively the case, I just don't I don't think that that's a responsible thing for me to say. And I'm not even suggest I'm just saying I'm not suggesting it. I'm just saying unless that exists, then justice was served. This is precisely how this is supposed to happen. And you can't convict the other three officers who, by the way, will be tried together. You can't convict the other three when they haven't even been on trial yet. It's as though she has no idea about what America was built on, how America was founded, why it was founded that way, the things that were happening, the things that had happened up in world history until that time, the presumption of guilt, having to prove one's innocence, being targeted by the government. It's as though she has no idea or no concern about it. She's just part of the group that's stirring the pot for the woke mob. She's a sitting U.S. Congresswoman. She stumped herself, though, there. She said something, and she looked off into, into the, uh, well, the swamp. She's outside the Capitol building. She's staring off in the distance thinking, what did I just say? I think I blew my own mind here by saying something even more ridiculous than I intended for it to be. It's AOC, by the way. Timeout's necessary. Sit tight. Be back here in just a minute. When things go sideways, will you be prepared? Unfortunately, you cannot predict when you might have to go a long time without electricity or even food. Get preparedness products you can use now, and that could be a lifesaver later. Visit 4patriots.com slash huff, that's the number 4, patriots with an S, dot com slash huff, and see the current list of specials, but hurry, these deals don't last long. Save money and get peace of mind now by going to 4patriots.com slash huff. An underperforming sales team can wreak havoc on your business. But what if the solution isn't finding the right people, but is helping your people become the right people? My friends at Sales Arbiter provide hands-on coaching and training designed to help your current sales team achieve success. They've helped our team immensely And I think they can help your team too. If your sales team is struggling to grow in this competitive business environment, visit our friends at salesarbiter.com today. We could all use some consistency after the past couple of years, and you can get it with a side of mac and cheese from Gray Brothers Cafeteria. Don't let the new chairs and carpet fool you. It's the same delicious food served with a smile. Head on over to graybroscafeteria.com to see the phone number and email and to order a slice of pie for curbside pickup while you're at it. By the way, my favorite slice is a piece of chocolate. Gray Brothers Cafeteria, consistently delicious since time here i do want to say that this i've referenced this micaiah bryant the shooting uh, that led to micaiah bryant's death in ohio 16 year old uh, black girl who was shot by police after video shows evidence of her uh, swinging a knife having a knife in her hand not complying with an officer to stop and of course this was the the incident that lebron james you know, tweeted a picture of the officer telling him he's next. He's next. You're the next Derek Chauvin. He didn't say that. He said, you're next. Hashtag accountability. He has since deleted the completely irresponsible tweet. 
from not apologize. I don't think he's apologized. I don't know. Maybe he has. I don't think he's apologized. Anyway, th- listen to this. Listen to Jen Psaki respond to the question about this yesterday at the in the briefing room. And Taylor Poplar is with Spectrum News. Three Hi, quick Taylor. questions. I'll make them quick. Um, first, has the president been briefed on 16-year-old Micaiah Bryant being shot and killed by police in Columbus, Ohio yesterday? It happened moments before the Chauvin verdict came out. Yes. Um, now she's reading. She flips her page here. I said she, yes, and let me reading let me just say statement. since you here gave me the opportunity, uh, the killing of 16-year-old Michaela Bryant by the Columbus police is tragic. She was a child. We're thinking of her friends and family and the communities that are hurting and grieving her loss. We know that police violence disproportionately impacts uh, black and Latino people in communities and that black women and girls, like black men and boys, experience higher rates of police violence. We also know that there are particular vulnerabilities that children in foster care, care like Micaiah, face. And her death came, as you noted, just as America was hopeful of a step forward after the traumatic and exhausting trial of Derek Chauvin and the verdict that was reached. So our focus is on um, working to address systemic racism and implicit, implicit bias head-on and, of course, to this. passing laws and legislation that will put much-needed reforms into place at police departments around the country. And this was a statement that was put together in advance. This is what they sat down in the room and came up with. Look, there, there are fair questions when these things happen. Absolutely. There are laws that absolutely must be followed. obviously, procedures and protocols for officers and so forth. But you know what seems to not be part of this equation? The most obvious thing, perhaps, of all. If you don't want something bad to happen when you engage a police officer, follow the orders and instructions. If you don't want something bad and tragic to result, if you don't want, you know, tweets about what happened... You cannot, you cannot, first of all, don't be wielding a knife and trying to stab people with it. You know what evidence also shows, Jin Saki? People who wield knives and swing them at people in the presence of an officer whose, whose job is to protect and serve the public, people who behave that way in, pr- in front of police officers regardless of their race – find themselves encountering police, uh, you know, the use of a weapon against them more frequently. This is so unbelievably irresponsible. And to make assumptions that this is part of a bigger, what, movement, or that this is part of a, you know, uh, systemic racism, it's obvious what was going on. And here we go again. (sighs) <sighs> Gotta take a break. Sad and tragic all the way around. It is. The loss of life, what happens to the family, the officer. But this is totally and unbelievably irresponsible. Gotta take a break. Back here in just a minute. When things go sideways, will you be prepared? Unfortunately, you cannot predict when you might have to go a long time without electricity or even food. Get preparedness products you can use now, and that could be a lifesaver later. Visit 4patriots.com slash huff, that's the number 4patriots with an S, dot com slash huff, and see the current list of specials, but hurry, these deals don't last long. Save money and get peace of mind now by going to 4patriots.com slash huff. An underperforming sales team can wreak havoc on your business. But what if the solution isn't finding the right people, but is helping your people become the right people? 
My friends at Sales Arbiter provide hands-on coaching and training designed to help your current sales team achieve success. They've helped our team immensely, and I think they can help your team too. If your sales team is struggling to grow in this competitive business environment, visit our friends at salesarbiter.com today. We could all use some consistency after the past couple of years, and you can get it with a side of mac and cheese from Gray Brothers Cafeteria. Don't let the new chairs and carpet fool you. It's the same delicious food served with a smile. Head on over to graybroscafeteria.com to see the phone number and email and to order a slice of pie for curbside pickup while you're at it. By the way, my favorite slice is a piece of chocolate. Gray Brothers Cafeteria, consistently delicious since 1944. friends we have a nation under assault the fabric of this nation under assault from lots of angles and perspectives from the likes of aoc from the likes of those who want to emotional emotionalize everything and just divide people just divide and conquer politically working in the well sometimes the background sometimes the foreground it's it's despicable what we're witnessing the loss of human life is always, always tragic in my estimation when it comes to you know, these situations in particular. But to act like, again, to act like we know that the – the things that we're willing to assume about these officers is just insane to me. This has got to stop, my friends. It's got to stop. There's times when folks are guilty officers or whatever, but it's got to be proven. I've got to go. SDG. See you tomorrow. Take care. An underperforming sales team can wreak havoc on your business. But what if the solution isn't finding the right people, but is helping your people become the right people? My friends at Sales Arbiter provide hands-on coaching and training designed to help your current sales team achieve success. They've helped our team immensely, and I think they can help your team too. If your sales team is struggling to grow in this competitive business environment, visit our friends at salesarbiter.com today. We could all use some consistency after the past couple of years, and you can get it with a side of mac and cheese from Gray Brothers Cafeteria. Don't let the new chairs and carpet fool you. It's the same delicious food served with a smile. Head on over to graybroscafeteria.com to see the phone number and email and to order a slice of pie for curbside pickup while you're at it. By the way, my favorite slice is a piece of chocolate. Gray Brothers Cafeteria, consistently delicious since 1944.